0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addie O.A. Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy, Tim Ma Fucking Gettys.
1: What a morning it's already been. Yeah. I woke up early today. I was like, I want to get a fresh start. I know it's going to be a big day of conversation, so I was like, I'm going to head to the studio early. Guess what that means? No, I'm not. No? I mean, I, I, I headed to the studio early, but every single streetlight had its power out because the mm-hmm. win, there's windstorms right now. Yeah, there's a lot of rain but the wind the wind has been crazy it's, it's funny wild I dance. got
0: a text over the weekend from my landlord and the landlord's like hey there's a high risk of like you know high water levels if you have your park, a car parked outside you might want to move your car and so I was like I'm going to go move my car because I saw this, yep. how this went down last mm-hmm. time it happened and it was crazy I'm not like shared the pictures online because I don't want people to know where I live but like and the, the, my, my street was flooded last year.
1: Chad. Dude, it's... It was crazy. It's scary out here, man. And yeah, like getting here was just like, well, this, this fucking sucks. And every power's out everywhere. Luckily, my house power's not out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bless, would it be that bad? I got my Steam Deck OLED. Yeah. I'm a changed man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I want to hear more. I want to hear a lot about this Steam, de- steam Deck. Line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll have, to, maybe that, we'll have to save that for another day, though. Okay. Because today... <laughs> I just want a morsel. Just give me something. I'm in love with this thing, man. But one of my bigger problems with it was I, I've gotten so used to the back buttons on the DualSense Edge or uh, a, a multitude of different Switch Joy-Con replacements that I've used. Mm-hmm. I love the things, man. I, I just I love being able to map some button that I, that has some use. And every game, I find something, right? Yeah. The Steam Deck ones, for some reason, they're in there. Like they feel mm-hmm. less like buttons, more like triggers, <laughs> little G spots. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I listen, you know I know exactly. It's way what you harder to get either. into than you would expect uh so mm, so i bought i bought uh these little like um buttons that you put on top of it mm. to like make it like how the other controllers feel and now i'm like oh i'm just out here solving all the problems there you go fantastic no i'm loving this thing man Let
0: me tell you, i i canceled a lot of my plans this weekend because of the rain because i thought it was going to be um more terrible in terms of the rain mm-hmm. it's actually been more of a wind the yep. wind that's been a thing um but because of that i've spent most of my weekend at home big gaming oh yeah big gaming but yesterday i was like okay i could use a little bit of a break um I, i've heard a lot of people talk about this show mr and mrs smith oh yeah and i watched the first two episodes that's a
1: that's a show that's a show everybody. that's a show have you seen it yet Just the trailers haven't seen it yet because <sighs> i've been gaming too a lot, a lot of stuff going on mr and
0: mrs smith is fire yeah i cannot wait to go back i didn't Do realize it. that like. Don, obviously don is starring in it right yeah. but like i didn't realize I that he it. was like executive producing it and then also i think like, the director on a lot of the, sh- the episodes are people from atlanta mm-hmm. and atlanta is maybe maybe my favorite show of all time and so like it has it doesn't have atlanta energy but it has that level of craft to it right. that i fucking love
1: i love that man i'm all about it I, i'm so happy last thing i'll say about the steam deck though mm-hmm. it is going to be such a problem for me because i'm already turning into one of the, one of you sickos and I know you're a newer sicko to this world, mm-hmm. but this weekend, how many different games did I think about and go, I wonder if it's on Steam <laughs> and search for it? I just fucking buy a download. Oh my why? God. Why? I mean, why not? And I played it for like two minutes. I'm like, ooh, that looks pretty. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'll get back uh, to man, that, that at works. some point. No, I won't. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Whatever. Just play some Sekiro. I'm just, just happy those. that Sonic Adventure 2 wasn't there because i was gonna buy it
0: mm, oh my god i mean listen there are ways to play sonic adventure <laughs> Two on the steam deck if you want to but
1: enough about all that Tim. let's talk
0: about today's stories which include xbox might be bringing their games to playstation neil hints at last Us three and more because this is kind of funny games daily what a what a
1: group of stories to put oh, next yeah. to each other
0: oh man each and every weekday we run you through the nerdy news need to know about live on youtube twitch and podcast services around the globe if you love what we do please support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all of our shows ad free watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show for a chance to be a part of the show submit your thoughts and opinions as youtube super chats as we go housekeeping for you kfaf is coming back on february 9th for part two our anniversary stream. Uh, if you submitted a Photoshop challenge or want to submit a Photoshop challenge, please tweet them to at kind of with the hashtag KFAF. Uh, this challenge's theme is the future. What do you think the future has in store for kind of funny? Oh, do you think Nick will somehow get younger? Will Mike get laser vision like Cyclops from the X-Men? Will Andy, this is Nick that wrote this. Will Andy, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> will Andy start wearing overalls and be our friend for once? Tweet your photoshops at kind of funny vids with hashtag KFAF to join in on the fun thank you to our patreon producers carl jacobs streaking ain't easy and delaney twining today brought to you by new kind of funny merch but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news we have five stories today a baker's dozen starting with our number one starfield Is reportedly coming to ps5 along with other xbox exclusives i'm pulling from andy robinson at video games chronicle microsoft is reportedly planning to release starfield on ps5 as part of a new initiative to bring more xbox exclusive games to other console platforms that's according to xbox era which cites anonymous sources who claim that the bethesda rpg is being planned for release on sony's console alongside previously rumored hi-fi rush and sea of thieves ports According to the publication sources, Microsoft is planning to release Starfield for PS5 after the game's planned Shattered Space expansion, which is due to arrive on Xbox and PC later this year. Bethesda's upcoming Indiana Jones game could be another first-party Xbox title set to release on PS5, according to The Verge sources. Uh, According to the publication, Bethesda is considering bringing Indiana Jones and the Great Circle to PS5 following its announcement for Xbox and PC last month. Quote, a new multi-platform approach for certain Xbox games is emerging inside Microsoft, we're told, with the company weighing up uh, which titles will remain exclusive and others that will appear on Switch or PS5 in the future, it wrote. Bethesda will reportedly launch its Indiana Jones game, uh, first as an Xbox console exclusive, followed by a possible PS5 release some months later. According to the Xbox era report quote Microsoft's senior leadership have reportedly debated the various pros and cons of releasing more of their exclusive software elsewhere and eternally not everyone is necessarily happy with the decision but recouping the potential money left on the table by not releasing elsewhere has arguably won out. Now that all broke over the weekend which caused a storm of Twitter conversation an online conversation over the weekend um, but then this morning we got the um, uh, additional info from VGC, actually from Jeff Grubb, but via VGC.
1: My- I need mean, everyone to in for this.
0: Microsoft is reportedly considering bringing the Gears of War franchise to PlayStation. That's according to Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb, who was elaborating on recent claims that Microsoft is working on a new initiative to release more Xbox-exclusive games on other console platforms.
1: Plus, this is a moment in time that we were going to be able to look back on and be like, wow, th- this is where things really started to move in motion uh, uh, towards the future of the video game industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. We are at such an interesting point right now where Xbox self-admittedly lost the console war. They, they came out, the legal documents, the speeches and everything that Phil has done. Will Spencer
0: on the show, they, or on, not on the show, but they have said
1: that. Kind of they funny. have acknowledged that. And what does that mean? In addition to that, years ago, and what I always cite as one of the most iconic games daily episodes ever xbox game pass has announced that first party titles are going to be day and date on this thing Mm -hmm. again changing the trajectory of microsoft and xbox forever we're now seeing the ramifications of all of that and we're seeing a strategy shift of where is the money in games and when this generation started with xbox nintendo and playstation i've said a million times like they're each in their own lane doing their own thing but For the longest time, Xbox and PlayStation were still in similar lanes, still fighting similar fights. Mm. We're at a place now that after major, the most major acquisitions we've ever seen in video games, especially now with Activision Blizzard being done, we're looking at a lot of questions of what the future of Xbox games looks like and where we're going to even be playing them. Meanwhile, PlayStation continuing to do its thing, and I feel like undeniably having at least on paper currently, the weakest year of lineup for PlayStation games it's mm. had ever. The biggest thing it has going for it right now is a third-party game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Exclusive, though. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we're going to be talking about exclusives a lot, and the different types of exclusives. How dare you do that to hold Ivers? Uh in, in this conversation. <laughs> um, and it's just very... It's... There's facts we're talking about there's feelings we're talking about i feel like there's a lot of discourse that happens in the games industry especially these days online that it's like this doesn't need to fucking happen Mm. this is one of those rare times that i'm like i get the discourse i get perspectives. i
0: i I get some of it i get a lot of it i get a lot of confusion right like i think it's okay to be confused especially when it's reports not coming directly from microsoft it is these are all rumors these are all rumors slash reports right like these are all people like this is The Verge, Jeff Grubb, and Xbox era. And like, out of those three, it's like, okay, well, all of them are saying the same thing about different games, but it's all rooting toward the same thing of, uh, there's a shift going on at Xbox. And I have to believe that. Uh, unless it is uh, Barrett's theory of like, oh, this is their way of sniffing out um, like potential leakers. But I think even if you're going to do that, right? Like, I don't and think I want we... to be
2: clear, that's more of a joke theory than anything before people. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing about. is, I don't think that's the case. Like, I think, yeah. I think this is the case. And you know, I a lot of the conversation has been fascinating to see the response from so many people. I put up a a, a, a tweet, and I tried not to tweet yesterday, and I failed, and I tweeted. Um, I tweeted in response to a friend, though, thinking that, like, oh, oh this will protect me. Yeah, nobody's gonna see this tweet, right? And, like, it was uh, the homie, Emmett Watkins Jr., basically talking about how, you know, I feel like for a consumer, like, this is a net positive, right? Like, for the gaming audience, don't you want all your games to be everywhere, right? Like, don't you, uh, like, even if it was PlayStation putting out Spider-Man on Xbox, right? Nintendo putting out Zelda on PlayStation, whatever it is. And it's like, isn't that a net positive? Like, I, I feel like this is a good thing. And I responded to that being like, yeah, I'm surprised most people don't feel that way. And when I tell you that, that tweet got over 50 replies,
1: like I mean, it's wild.
0: Yeah, and, and like a lot of people are, have a lot to say about this. For me, I think the place that I start with is I feel like this is what Xbox has been telling us for the last four years. And You, Absolutely. Talk, you talk about like the important news story that's kind of rooting back to you being the announcement of Xbox Game Pass and first party games coming out day and day for Xbox Game Pass. For me, this goes back to 2013 and the ripple effects of that Xbox E3, how um you know, PlayStation won that E3, won that PS4 Xbox One launch and that kind of sent us down this ra- this um ongoing path of Xbox having to play catch up and that kind of leading us into It being so difficult to compete on the first party side, it being so hard to get Mindshare back on the Xbox side and get that positivity back on the Xbox side. Us being in a place now where, like you talk about the three lanes, Nintendo has their own lane and they've had their own lane forever, right? And that works for Nintendo. PlayStation has been able to find their own lane, especially within the last generation. And Xbox now being in a place of having to figure out how to carve their own lane, I think this is that lane. And I think this is going to be a net positive, both on the um, consumer side, right? But then also, I just think this, I think this is the way as Xbox, you stay in business. Like a lot of the replies I was getting on Twitter were were people being like, "Um, this is going to lead to Xbox not making consoles anymore and people are going to lose their digital libraries and all this stuff, right? And like, I think some of that concern could be valid, but I think we're far from that still, right? Like I think if Xbox keeps trying to play the exclusive, we're going to put our games out on our platform and like, Try to play the same game that nintendo and playstation are doing i think that's going to continue with them being in third place because that's exactly what phil spencer said on xcast when he did the interview he was like we're in third place and we can't just make people stop playing on playstation and come play on xbox like that's not how this works we can't do that i think for what how they talk about xbox being a platform being a an ecosystem being a thing that you know you can play xbox on xbox consoles or you can play xbox on samsung tvs or you can play xbox on your steam deck via xbox game pass and cloud right like you want to have xbox everywhere that way you can have people in the ecosystem and you make so much money that way it goes back to like even when uh, the activision acquisition happened and we had arguments and back and forth of like are these games gonna be exclusive how are they gonna treat this stuff right and i come back to i don't think you spend 69 billion dollars on activision blizzard and then go all right, make less money by only putting your games on our platform. It's like, no, you make so much goddamn money by continuing to put Call of Duty on PlayStation, PC, Nintendo Switch, wherever you can put it. And same goals for your other games too, right? Like, I think there's so much value in that. I also think on the hardware side of things, right? Like Xbox is a console because a lot of the the conversations I see as well are Xbox without the games, right? Like what is making people buy the Xbox? And this again, comes back to my conversation, the conversation of, xbox is no more just a box xbox is the platform they they are selling you the ecosystem the xbox box is now an additional way to play xbox right and probably like the preferred way to play xbox like they're still going to make those but now it is another entryway to the ecosystem in the way that there are so many entryways between all these different things that we've talked about that plus i think the uh content isn't the only way to build uniqueness as an identity right like I think Xbox can go hard with features on a platform. I think Xbox can go hard with, you know, what things they can do with the controller, things they can do with the Is that UI. True though?
1: See, that, that, that's, I've been so 100% spot on with you yeah, yeah, until yeah. this point, because I feel it's the opposite of that. They can't be unique in that way because they need it to then be able to serve every other platform. You don't want to add extra features and things that are the like little bells and whistles to uh, make your, your, your box, the actual hardware part of this special, because mm. at that point it's creating rifts in ways you don't want to, you'd want it to work everywhere. And to, to your point about that, you don't spend 69 billion, uh, unless you want your games everywhere. Like, yeah. I don't think you do that to then kind of like create this weird, it's better here though, in some ways, but we all know it won't be better in most ways because of just the way that the tech's going to work. If they go with the strategy, the system is going to get cheaper and it's going to be less powerful. I don't think it's going yeah. to be more powerful.
0: I mean, I, I, and I, I, think, I think it's going to be both, right? Like, I think doing this even maybe allow you to, f- to focus on, all right, what are the things that are going to make the Xbox hardware special? And I think it could be, it, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had about PlayStation last week with the reports slash rumors of mm-hmm. a new PlayStation handheld. I think maybe finally we get that gonna Xbox uh, streaming box. Maybe we get an Xbox handheld. Maybe we get, you know, more iterations of what, the x looks like right the most powerful xbox hardware you can make but then also having the s right as a thing i think you're able to explore those options more and also build out that ecosystem in terms of just i guess it, features is hard because it's hard to even think about the yeah. features i am not thought because we deeply don't know about, what they you are don't, you don't yeah. know what the features are yet right but i think there are other ways to compete quote unquote, quote, unquote compete right because i don't think you necessarily have to compete if you're putting your games on PlayStation. But I think there are ways to say to, to keep your platform vibrant, I think is probably a better way to put it, uh, than to just go, let's go blow to blow with first party software exclusives, because I do think that that is a mindset of the um, 90s and early 2000s that, is sh- that we're starting to shift away from.
1: And that Xbox has never won. Like that's I think an important thing to bring up, is that we've talked and like, I know that there's gonna be a lot of toxic responses to all this and like we're having a discussion here about. Of course facts our perspectives everything in between all of it but looking back at xbox i've owned every xbox except the 360 which is the winning generation right yeah. <laughs> like, but um it also won for reasons that i wouldn't have been playing call of duty and uh multiplayer things like that right mm-hmm. um and I, I did play enough 360 games to have played through the halos and shit like that but mm-hmm. um you look at at the original xbox and how it compared exclusive wise or anywise, really, but exclusive wise to the PlayStation Two or even the GameCube, and it's like, all right, cool. Like they had a handful of fucking winners, and then they lost a lot of them over time. They lost like the Splinter Cells not being exclusive. It was at a point tied to that system. Then you move on continuously. It's like Xbox just never. While well, they were working on Gears Five, Sony was working on Uncharted Four and new IP. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's Naughty Dog putting out Last of Us or it's um, the team's working on. Like, look at the PS4 to 5 generation of how many new Sony PlayStation um, studios put out new IP. Yeah. A ton, right? So now there's more things to pull from that aren't just, let's get another Gran Turismo and another Crash Bandicoot, even though we're getting another Gran Turismo and via third party, another Crash Bandicoot. Like, PlayStation just kept moving ahead while Xbox kept trying different things to play catch-up, and it just kept not working. And that leads to your conversation about 2013 being the turning point. And I do think that every step just kind of has helped build the snowball to where we're at now Mm -hmm. that i'm with you that i feel like there this is inevitable at some point but i don't think it's necessarily dire on the xbox side i think that it is looking at where we're at and how money's made in games in the in
0: the long term this might save xbox like this might be the thing to keep you in
1: there save is a weird word because i don't like just because you're in third place doesn't mean you're losing for sure and i think that that's that's important is that xbox is making a shit ton of money like it's they're making so much money they're just not making as much as they wish they were and they're looking at ways of could we make more money because to them that is winning right so i think that there's a totally valid strategy here with what we know of what they have but they have call of duty yeah <laughs> you know and in addition to that they do have gears they do have halo they do have the dominoes we've been talking about for years of hellblade 2 and everything that they showed at the xbox game showcase last year that was exciting stuff that i truly believe we're actually going to get in yeah. a fairly timely fashion over the course of the next couple of years. Indiana Jones, all of that. But even with that stuff, you look at the if they were to just go if they were to to put, put their games all on PlayStation. Again, we're years out from this because even if this happens it's delayed, delayed a year, delayed months, whatever. Mm-hmm. The turning point is going to be when it's day and day. The turning point when it's going to be a full-on Sega situation. Yeah. And the, the discourse that I'm like, hey, it's a valid conversation is really at that some point, does Xbox give up on a digital library of the past? Like, is PlayStation putting out a console that's $700 because they don't have any competition? Yeah, see,
0: that's the part where it is. All right, like, that's the I think that's the stuff that lens to fear people have, right? Or lens to like I definitely understand that side of the conversation. But we're still not at the place yet where Xbox is going day and date. Definitely not impossible. Definitely a thing like as we're going, like, I can see it happening, right? But my like, thing is go for it.
1: These are these are the dominoes in a different way. It's inevitable at this point. You if think if they date is inevitable. I think if they make these choices, I think it is inevitable that mm-hmm. they get there. Because going back to 2013, this step led to this step, led to this step, led to this step. They're making steps to protect themselves and to try to like find their their um their lane. They're in the lane, and I just think that the decisions made at this point—if this stuff is true—because when the weekend went like this for me, I heard this news and I'm like, "Oh God, strapping everybody." It's going to be a conversation. But then I'm like, "Okay, it's Starfield, it's Bethesda, Bethesda, a a later acquisition, uh, and you know they've worked with PlayStation forever, and we've had so many conversations for years at this point of is it going to be exclusive? Is it not? And it's like, it is. If it were to come a year later or whatever, I'm not surprised. That makes sense to me. But I'm like, all right, cool. There's going to be other ones due to acquisition stuff." Gears of War being talked about? Oh, yeah. That's different, man. That's so different.
0: Yeah, I think day and date, I think the only way day and date happens of them putting out, yeah, like uh, Gears of War and games like that at the same day on PlayStation, Amazon, on Xbox platforms and stuff, is if they're somehow able to get Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation. Because I think once you go day and date, I don't know how that makes sense business-wise. Right? Again, I'm not the business person. But let's talk the business of it, right?
1: And again, like we don't, because i think money like this. but but the thing about the day and date with the xbox game pass thing for me i almost feel will not happen on on playstation PlayStation, if this strategy continues to to go down because it would be like you can buy this box i don't think xbox is going to stop making boxes i'm with you yeah i just don't think that their importance in the industry as like a true competitor box wise to playstation is going to be the thing i think it's going to be more like uh i don't even want to use an example because that'll get me in trouble there Mm. but um I I can see them being like, you can either get this box, excuse me, and the subscription will get you the games for Game Pass, or you can pay $70 on PlayStation. I guess that
0: makes sense. I think that's sound. But I also think you're able to do both, right? I think if you come out, let's say, because right now I look at PlayStation, and PlayStation games come to PC, right? It's a similar thing of, hey, we're putting this game out uh, on PlayStation, and then a year later it comes to PC, and that allows them to double dip, and then that allows them to kind of have a constant flow of... Oh man! All oh, like Last of Us Two came out on PlayStation on this in this day, and then a year later we're talking about it again because it's coming out again on on on, on PC, and then we'll have to talk about it a third time when it comes to PS Five, right? Like yeah. not a direct example, <laughs> but they're able to do things like that because they're having these uh, these staggered release dates for Xbox. I think you're able to go, all right, Gears of War, whatever the next one is we're putting it out on Xbox and then a year later, we're putting it out, out, out on PlayStation. And like that day that day one on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass allows them to have that initial wave of people subscribing to Game Pass, people buying the game, people playing it, conversation, all that stuff. And then a year later coming on PlayStation, I think that allows it a double dip, right? Of people being like, oh man, I wanna play it on PlayStation now, or I have a PlayStation and I've not played it, right? And like, I, I think that gives you, that gives your audience a reason to still want to be on Xbox is still like, own an Xbox and be in uh, invested in the, biz- in the in the ecosystem but then yeah like knowing that you're that the game is going to come later to PlayStation I think still has that level of I I think that hits harder than just day in date on PlayStation I,
1: My thing is I I feel like you're right until we're there and the numbers just don't add up to where they need it to because yeah. I think that like that as a strategy is going to work it's going to make money it's not going to make you first place in any competition it's going to just kind of work. And I yeah. think that at a certain point, you start shaving off all the stuff around it so you just well, the thing that works most about this is this. And I do think that the next gears won't be day and date. The next gears if we're going down this path, I can see being a year later or whatever. But then the next next one, I think is day and date. I just think that the moment you start going down this path, I just think that there's no going back. Do
0: you think play, the PlayStation is going to do day and date for PZ I know we're talking about no, I mean a different I, business here, but if you want to talk about just what makes money,
1: no, I don't, because I think PlayStation, their strategy, they're number one. It's working. And, and you know, again, this isn't to say, like, again, we're talking about different competitions. For, but sure, for sure. We've talked for a year now, pretty much, about what is PlayStation doing in 2024? And what are they going to do in 2025? Mm-hmm. We don't know their big first-party titles, the, the, the ones that are, like, the ones we're talking about, the ones that won them the generation, won them the console war. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know what they are. We're going to talk about some of them maybe in story two, but, yeah. <laughs> like, but even then, it's like, there's so many questions in, of of how this is all going to work. But I, I think that this is a, a major turning point. And we've got to bring up Sega. You can't just look at, at things and be like, oh, well, this is how this happened before. And this is how things are happening now. The late 90s and 2024, completely different businesses and video games, completely different scale of it all. Mm-hmm. But... It is important to note, like you look at Sega, and they they were in the they were the console wars with Nintendo, yeah. right? PlayStation comes, I uh, don't know where, starts gaining ground, and then when Sega went third party, it was a huge deal. But all of a sudden, started making sense when the value of Sega was actually just found elsewhere and sold better. Sonic Adventure Two sold better on GameCube than it did on Dreamcast, mm-hmm. right? Those are the Sega properties. That's what they had. Sega had a bunch of stuff. But Sega had a bunch of stuff that was hitting in the 90s. Sega didn't have stuff that was going to propel gaming to be where it is now. You look at Xbox, currently, they got Call of Fucking Duty. Mm-hmm. They got Overwatch. They got all of the Xbox actual old school branded stuff, the Halos and all that stuff. Tony Hawk, Crash Bandicoot, Bethesda Games, all of it. This isn't the Sega situation. This is, this is different. They got the goods, and they, they have them in, in droves. So they also have the subscription service. They have a way to make money that isn't just selling boxes. Yeah very interesting i do not think this is a sega situation
0: no i want to bring in some uh youtube super chats of course you can write in uh with uh, youtube super chats i ask questions give your comments all that stuff uh guitar hero arrow writes in and says uh xbox described itself as being in last place i've never seen a company fight so hard to stay uh, to to stay there i'm speaking as a jaded xbox fanboy it's so crazy how i like last night i was hanging out on on twitter slash x whatever you want to call it and do you know what spaces is still a thing You know, Space is still a feature. Still a fucking thing. It's still a feature. And I saw Spaces that was titled, I'm Not an Xbox Fanboy Anymore. And I'm like, damn, I don't think, like, I am way more positive on this than, like, I think a lot of the community is. And I, again, when I put out my tweet the other day, a lot of people were like, oh, of course you would say that. You're a PlayStation
1: fan. But I'm like, I'm rooting for Xbox. Yeah, but here's the thing, you're not an Xbox guy, though. And neither but am like, I. So it's I, easy for us to look at this and just be like, yeah, I, this sounds I, great."
0: But I also feel like I, I'm. I don't. I don't love the idea of like, "Oh, this person's an Xbox guy. This person's a PlayStation guy." Like, I play a lot of my games on PlayStation. I own an Xbox, right? Totally. I Bo- do
1: you play games on Xbox. them though? Like, that, I
0: played Starfield and High Fi Rush is like one of my favorite games of uh, the last year. Yeah. Right. Like, I think I I I think it's very much like arbitrary lines that we draw. And I like, uh, of course, I'm on a PlayStation podcast, and so who am that's, I to talk? Whatever. But like, that's part of my job, right? Like, yeah. go on a PlayStation podcast. Um. But like, I, I own all the boxes. Like so many people, and I'm probably, not most people, because money's a thing, right? Not everybody has infinite money to spend. And I'm blessed because I got my Xbox from work, right? Um, but like, a lot of people just play games where they can play games. Totally. A lot of people just don't care about those arbitrary lines. And so when like, even for me as like a person that plays make game, play games more on PlayStation, right? Like I also play games more on Nintendo. I also play Steam Deck or PC when, uh, uh, when I can. And I feel like the lines that we draw when it comes to like the console stuff, I don't get it. Like, okay, sure, I'm not the biggest Gears person, right? But like, I feel like that doesn't put me in a place where I can't still root for Xbox and go, oh, I think this makes sense. Like, I, I
1: don't know. No, you're, I mean, you're so, you're absolutely right about that. I just think that like Xbox guys exist and I, I feel for them and mm-hmm. I feel like Nintendo guys exist and I have felt for me at times in negative ways and in positive ways. I would consider myself a Nintendo guy. Mm-hmm. I, I hate when they make bad decisions. It bothers me a lot. That means like my emotional investment in it is makes yeah. me a Nintendo guy. I you feel like
0: I think there's I think there's levels to it though. Like a hundred percent it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, when I when I because I think of myself as I, I guess like a Nintendo or PlayStation guy sometimes. But mm-hmm. that's more so like I grew
1: up playing a lot of Mario's and I yeah, like yeah. them, right? Or like that's I like My only point is like you're Shadow not an Xbox Plus. guy. And that's not even that's sure. not an insult. You play Xbox games. I play Xbox. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I own all the consoles. I don't give a shit. I want Xbox to have great exclusives. I personally I'm like, I won't give me reasons to. i, I because I Think about games in an old school way. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think I'm just saying that like there's a there's levels of oh yeah I like these games I played on the platform. And then people who craft their identity around oh, the platform. Sure. And I'm that's like that is where I'm ass. like, you know, I'm I like PlayStation. I'm not trying to be the person that's like oh PlayStation, ride or die. Fuck your Xbox, all this no. shit. Right? Like I feel like that's where people kind of get weird with, weird with it. Um, I want to bring in another super chat from Mara who writes in and says, I have two goals this year when it comes to KF. Tim plays Don Kong Country 3 on stream and Tim plays uh, Sekiro on stream with Andy and Bless. Let's make it happen. Tim, you would love Sekiro. I
1: don't know, man. I've tried it. Also,
2: let's bring back Donctober, baby. Donk it up. Let's bring, let's bring back Don'tober.
1: I feel like it should always just be Donktober, honestly. Optimus Prime writes in and says, I'm so
0: tired of Xbox's defeatist attitude in Phil's comments last year. People won't sell their PS5s, but they will buy Xboxes if you have great exclusives.
1: Look, that's true, but they don't. And they're not going to, yeah. that's this, I, that's what we're talking about here. But I also,
0: and I, I don't even think this that like, they're not going to, because I think Indiana Jones, for example, is going to mm-hmm. be a great exclusive until, until it comes to PlayStation, right? Yeah. So what, but like, I think even with that, I think you make more, I think this is a, this is more sound business-wise than playing the exclusive game, right? Like, again, it is not Correct. about selling consoles. It is about selling software and selling subscriptions and getting you in the ecosystem. I think, A lot of the arguments I've seen online have been about the consoles, have been about the box. And I can't stress enough that Xbox isn't trying to sell you just the box. That is a thing they're trying to sell you. It's almost turning into like an accessory situation of, hey, if we can sell you the box, we'll sell you the box. But as long as you have Xbox Game Pass, like that's our main goal right now.
1: Mm -hmm. It's very, it's similar to Apple where they want you to get in the ecosystem and then the more you get into it, yeah. it just helps each other. And I feel like that's the future of Xbox. It's I mean, it, thinking about it, as a, it, it just sucks. I mean, it's the kind, of, the kind of funny
0: business when we talk about like, you know, patreon.com, like mm-hmm. go there, sub, right? This year, we've also added the kind of funny membership that you can get also on YouTube. Yeah. That is us expanding, mm-hmm. right? That we also have merch, we have sponsorships. We have so many different ways to get money. like. That is what Xbox is doing, right? That is what it is.
1: I thought that was about to be the most banger segue I've ever heard. Oh, oh, dang, I didn't think about that.
0: (laughs) No, we still have some uh, uh, YouTube super chats, but uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Corey Clark writes in and says, FTC leaks leaks show that Xbox thinks Elder Scrolls 6 comes out two years after Starfield. With the recent rumors about the next Xbox in 2026, do we think this might be to get in good graces for uh, a Skyrim exclusive later? I mean, I don't know if I believe I, 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 when we talk about the leaks, right? You got to take that shit with a grain of salt. Those are plans and plans change. There is no way in hell <laughs> that Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out in two years. <laughs> like, I'm tell, I, yeah. you're, you're, we're not seeing that game for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, we got a lot more super chats, but let me tell you about Patreon. I didn't have, I was gonna have a to segue. Dang it. I should've Fun. used that one. I had it was the chance. Good.
1: We'll give you credit for that. I had the I chance.
0: Patreon.com slash kind uh, and uh, getting the kind of funny membership on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, allow you to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. We've got two brand new drops for you this week. First, check out the kind of funny broadcast line. Old school telethons inspired this distressed design and collection for our annual kind of funny day campaign, which includes a t-shirt, tote bag and coffee cup. Our cozy collection designed by Nick at Campfire Designs is also available. Get nice and snuggly in your choice of a crew neck sweatshirt and joggers and a women's cropped hoodie. These have been big hits with the team and we think you'll love them too. Both collections are available for the next two weeks on kindoffunny.com slash store. Grab them while you can. And we're back. And I got some more YouTube super chats for you. Me up uh, Jesse says, could playing nice now also lay the groundwork for Xbox to get Sony to bring their 13 live service games to Xbox? I don't think so. I, and I don't think that's an Xbox thing. I think PlayStation... like it, PlayStation is so like, hey, we're going to have exclusives. Like That is what sells the box. In the way that we're talking about Xbox, the box isn't the main thing. PlayStation, the box is the main thing.
1: Dude, and the way they sell you the box is by making these games exclusive. I'm so with you. Yeah. But these live service games, it's a different strategy and PlayStation can't fuck it up. And it kind of feels like they might fuck it up. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I would not be surprised. Things are changing here. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is a, a a landscape shift that we are having. If we go down this path, I would not be surprised to see the PlayStation Live Service games making their way to other platforms. You asked earlier, do I think PlayStation games are going to be day and date on PC? I do think that there is a high chance that some of these Live Service oh, games. Oh, for are. sure.
0: Yeah, I was and, I was even thinking about the Live Service games. And, like, yeah, exactly, sure.
1: exactly. The past Live Service, I do not think so, but Live Service, I do. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if Xbox, the box itself isn't even competition in the way that it traditionally has been. Yeah, I think at a certain point, Xbox is just a PC, to PlayStation, it's just a place. It's just for another box. Another box, just another box. So um, again, we there's so much happening right now, and so many decisions have to be made to impact the games that are going to come out this year, next year, whatever. That yeah. I think that it, we're still just going to be caught in a lot of confusing messaging for a for while sure. because everyone's figuring it out yeah and, and messing is tough when like at the core you can
0: understand a lot of these decisions most of these decisions if you just think about all right how does it make money like if you try to trace the money that you can find like the um, the rationale behind decisions being made into your point of like the live service stuff maybe just come, uh, come to xbox right because it's another platform people get into yeah like i think the to kind of go back on my point that i made earlier i think The goal with PlayStation, with the live service stuff, is to make money, right? I I think God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man, that's selling you the box. Also, it's making money, obviously, Mm -hmm. but that is what you're buying a PlayStation for. If, let's say, Marathon comes out on PlayStation and PC and is the biggest thing ever and is making money hand over fist, oh yeah, let's put it on Xbox and make even more money because the money we're making uh, off of this is paying for games like God of War and paying for games like Last of Us, making those budgets actually make sense. um so yeah that makes sense uh we got another one jordan Irwin, a new member actually for the kind of funny membership thank you uh i'm still not sure i get uh, why owning an xbox would matter anymore at all if there are uh, if there aren't exclusives anymore why pay for an xbox
1: so i think it's twofold because i think on one side it's if that's your feeling then don't get an xbox it's okay Mm -hmm. that's the thing there's options then if you just want to play the games play the games where you want to play them but why get the box convenience and buying into an ecosystem yeah and that i think is if you just want the easier way to play these games it's this and again i think that there's going to be more entry points than we've ever seen before like i'm again there's a lot of if these rumors and reports and this are true and where it all leads more than ever i believe this is happening and i believe that it's going to result in an xbox stream dongle an xbox handheld steam deck like device like all of it yeah and they're that they're going to give you options to play their games.
0: One thousand percent, yeah. Like I, I this goes back to the point I was making earlier that I think there are more ways to get people into an ecosystem and platform aside from just exclusive content, right? Like, when we, and I and I think it's a shift of how we have to think about it, right? Because again, coming up with video games, that was the strategy. That's how we've been trained to think about these things. Oh, the, the console has the better exclusives. The one is the ones that all. There's the one that always wins, right? I think. If you're able to yeah curate a platform that has a bunch of different entry points in terms of what the box is right and like yeah find ways to make that ecosystem worthwhile to invest in whether it is like oh man if you play the xbox version of this game you get exclusive content which i don't know if that's if that's the strat but like it's not i think they gotta find a strat like I, Uh i and i and i think there are ways to do that like i still think features of uh what you're able to do with the hardware is maybe the way you're able to make it work and like yeah you can't do like a you know, you can't just put out Joy Cons or whatever on like Xbox, right? Because like now it's like, oh man, well this isn't gonna work on other platforms. But I do think that you can find ways to go. i right, we're gonna sell you an Xbox box. It's gonna be a dream to play on, and I think that's what's gonna sell people on it. But we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yep.
0: Moving on. To story number two. Neil Druckmann hints at The Last of Us Part Three. This is from Taylor Lyles and Alex Stedman at IGN. At the end of Grounded Two, making The Last of Us Part Two. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann made a surprise reveal that The Last of Us Part 3 could very well be on the way. Uh, that's, not to say that, uh, that, that's not to say that's a lot there at the moment. Uh, he says he merely has a concept in mind, but did note that there's probably one more chapter to this story. "Quote: The first game had such a clean concept of like the unconditional love a parent feels for their child, he said. The second one, once we landed on this idea of the pursuit of justice at any cost, justice for the ones you love, we felt like there's a clean concept here and there's a through line from the first game about love. If we never get to do it uh, again, uh, this is a fine ending point. Last bite of the apple, the story's done. The great thing about working at Naughty Dog is that we don't have to, he added. It's always like we would love another Last of Us, but if you guys feel uh, you're passionate about something else, we'll support this other thing. A very privileged position to be in never take that for granted i've just been thinking about it is there a concept there and for years i haven't been able to find that concept but recently that's changed and i don't have uh and i don't have a story but i do have a concept uh that to me is as exciting as one as exciting as two is its own thing and yet has this through line for all three so it does feel like there's probably one more chapter to the story they're fucking and, hyped, well man.
1: i honestly like i don't think that Something could be said about Last of Us Three to get me more excited than this. Yeah, of him being like, it's not about the story. I don't have the story, but I got the theme. I got what is going to make this special. And having seen Last of Us One, Last of Us Two, I have nothing but faith and excitement for whatever this is for Last of Us Three. And them talking about probably one more chapter to the story. It's like I do like the 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 building towards an end. Yes, Uh, and of course money is money. Things money is money. You want to make more whatever. Whatever. But um, I, I personally am very excited about The Last of Us 3. I'm not a, I know I'm not alone in that. Um, I'm also excited to see something different from Naughty Dog, and they talked about that a little bit as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out timeline-wise, especially when there's a TV show yeah. that he's...
0: I mean, to your point about money is money, right? Like, the fact that we've not gotten more Uncharted, like, not even just from Naughty Dog, but period, I think it's such a yeah, like I, I think they were like uh, PlayStation respects Naughty Dog's finality when it comes to all right, we're done with this thing. And we don't want to make It's more an interesting of it. point. I think like, Last of Us 3 is probably going to be the last Last of Us for a very, very, very mm. long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. It's interesting to, to talk about Uncharted that way because we've talked for years about what San Diego is up to, right? Like, yeah. like, or whoever working on Uncharted, and yet we haven't seen that. We,
0: ha- we haven't seen it. I think. I, I think the San Diego thing was, like, a remake also. Like, I think it was, like, a remake of Uncharted 1. Um, yeah. I, I, kind of com says you're wrong. I forget if there were reports about
1: people making a sequel. I, I thought the reports were a sequel. I, I thought it was... I don't remember... I, I
2: think at one point there was the idea of Uncharted uh, 1, and I think that was... I think that story was coming out around the time that The Last of Us uh, Part get, 1 remake uh, was, like... Coming up. Because I think
0: it was the thing of it started off as Uncharted 1. Like, they yeah. wanted to do that, and that turned into Last of Us yeah. remake.
2: And then the sequel, I think, like, the um, the the where there's smokes, there's fires. There's that weird live action, like, sizzle reel. And there was, like, a blonde uh, girl at some point that mm. wasn't in, like, a familiar. She wasn't a familiar character amongst, mm. like, a lot of familiar PlayStation characters. So I think that was also uh, feeding into possibly an Uncharted sequel.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is, I like, think the sequel stuff was like more speculation and rumors as opposed to like a Jason Trier breakdown or anything like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like we will see. I think we're due for Uncharted from someone else. Yeah. Like, I think that we will get it. But, like, to your point, it's like I, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah. also, PlayStation, to what we we're talking about earlier, they're in a very weird place right now. Like, it's to be a fan of PlayStation first party games. It's not an exciting time. I think for the first time in a I mean, long it's just the time, time,
0: you have to wait. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing is, you know, they're cooking.
1: Like, you know, yeah Ghost Two is
0: probably coming. Like, we know Death Stranding Two is coming in twenty twenty five, right? And like beyond that, it's like unless you're an insomniac fan, like it's like, oh man, okay, I'm gonna wait five years for yeah. the sequel to one of my favorite games. And that's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And like you know, the the to to be a person who is waiting for the next PlayStation exclusive, it is having to go. Alright, like, like, like I guess I'm going to play Helldivers, but also Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth? I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a weird spot, but at least the games are coming, right? Like at least it is, you're getting two to three games a year depending on the year. I guess this year.
1: I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I
0: think Concord is still coming. So get hyped for Concord, everybody. Hyped nice, everyone. Uh, story number three Star Wars Jedi Survivor has won this year's video game soundtrack Grammy this is Chris Sculian at VGC Star Wars Jedi Survivor has won this year's Grammy for best video game soundtrack the award for best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media is given to the best composers for an original score created specifically for or as a companion to video games and other interactive media this year the award has been won by Stephen Barton and Gordy Hobb uh, for their score for Star Wars Jedi Survivor other nominees this year were Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, God of War: Ragnarok, Hogwarts Legacy, and Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. This year marked the second year that the Grammys had a, a dedicated award for video games. Congratulations, Star yep. Wars! I, you played Star Wars I Survivor. Oh yeah.
1: Do you feel like that's a Grammy? Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the, here's the thing: the soundtrack's fantastic, and like the technical prowess of the the recording and everything, like they went off, and like the amount of instrumentation used, like. There's so much there, and you look at the list of games here, it makes sense. The Grammys are a different beast yeah. than the Game Awards.
0: That's why I kinda want to hate on it. Cause I'm like, all right, like, we get it. It's Star Wars. Like, I like I feel like I feel like Star Wars gets put on like, obviously the Star Wars soundtrack, great, because you're emulating Star Wars, which by itself already has an iconic classic soundtrack. But I also, when I look at the video game soundtracks of the last year, I'm like. I don't know, man. I feel like Final Fantasy 16 is a slam dunk, and something like that gets overlooked because you look at these as more cinematic, and we know what Harry Potter is, and we know what Star Wars is, and so we know what those things sound like.
1: You know? Am I crazy there? I, no, you're not crazy, but I I do think that's also kind of um, doing the, like, well, video games or video games and movies or movies, where it's like yeah. sometimes it can be both, and like Jedi Fallen Survivor, whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor. <laughs> is, is, is an incredible game uh, in addition to an incredible Star Wars thing. Yeah. And when you look at the music specifically, I would argue that the Jedi games have done more interesting stuff sonically and with music in the Star Wars world than most Star Wars movie or TV shows have done mm. in decades. And like they go hard into some cool, weird stuff that feels authentically Star Wars while being entirely its own thing. Mm. So I would rock for, for Star Wars here. I don't know Hogwarts. I don't know if that like brought the heat or whatever. But um, again, I just think that like what they're talking about here, it's a, it's, it's the who's who in a different way where they're not talking about the the video game composers necessarily. Although we did get a, a civilization win before. So it's like, I think that this, is going this is only the second year they've done this i For do sure. think that like there will be different talks in the future but at the end of the day the grammy's going grammy man all award shows have the grammys their bombs. are gonna
0: grammy so, oh man you hear what jay had to say i every heard day? everything he had oh, to man. say i mean was right that means ride or die i appreciate <laughs> it uh story number four final fantasy 14 requires a game pass subscription to play on xbox this is ryan dinsdale at ign the xbox version of final fantasy 14 requires a game pass subscription on top of the massively multiplayer role-playing game's own monthly cost uh, tucked into a blog post revealing the Xbox version's open beta begins on February 21st, quote, the free trial version, including the open beta tests, will not require an Xbox Game Pass core or ultimate plan to play. Square Enix said, however, the full Xbox Series X and S versions will require Xbox Game Pass core or ultimate uh, plan to play, end quote. PlayStation players are not required to own a PlayStation Plus subscription to play FF14, leaving many fans confused over why the Xbox equivalent is required. PC players don't require any additional subscriptions either. This strikes me as a mistake. Yeah. I think this will be fixed.
1: Because it's just complicated. It's complicated. In a world that needs less complicated.
0: And I think you, I think before it was the other way around where like I think Fortnite or something was free on Xbox, but then PlayStation you had to have PS Plus and that was a big controversy and then eventually they changed it. This this feels like somebody doesn't understand that because ff14 is an only online game that they don't real they don't need to have it on game pass or whatever yeah also g- game pass that's a weird one for online isn't it isn't it uh usually xbox live or did that change now to xbox game pass
1: core yeah didn't they get rid of that yeah it's core now it's core now okay yeah,
0: yeah that just seems off i don't know
1: that's <laughs> all we got here <laughs> man let me tell you about PS Plus Essential
0: don't, don't ever tell me about it I don't want to know fuck a uh, pre- uh, premium oh, God. Man. PlayStation Plus 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 PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. <sighs> Plus we just talked about a lot of big news we did so big but oh, if big. I wanted something smaller say the tiniest news I needed to know
1: about where would I go you'd go to our last story the Wii News channel where we cover all the small news items that you need to know about
0: story number five it's time for Wii News this is the weest of Wii News. <laughs> uh, Honkai Star Rail version 2.0 is out today. And Steam Next Fest starts today. That's it. And guess what?
1: Steam Next Fest, though. Yep. Pretty interesting. I have a Steam Deck. <laughs> that means I'm more interested <laughs> than I've ever been. Yeah. And um, Tales of Kinzara, uh, Zao, the game that was announced at uh, Game Awards. Yep. Um, it is a Metroidvania-style um, game. And uh, the demo is out now, actually. The Steam Next Fest demo. Uh, they dropped early like a couple days ago. Mm. Played that over the weekend. We're in for a fucking heater. Let's flex. fucking go! I love to hear awesome. that. Awesome. Coming straight off of Prince of Persia as well. Like mm. being so into that, I'm so high on this. Uh, uh, the Metroidvania fix and this just continues it, man. It feels good. It seems dope as hell. Mm. Um, very, very like purposeful uh, vibe to it. Mm. Variant. I cannot wait for this. Hell
0: yeah. Now it's time for a super chat section. Uh, we got a lot more super chats left for us to go through. Let's start off with CJ Splitson who says, do you think uh, the Activision Blizzard King purchase was the catalyst for all this happening, AKA the first Domino? No. Yeah, no, I think this was probably in the works for for, for a bit. Again, yeah. like I think this is, it goes back to the core strategy of the, uh, that Xbox has been talking about, right? Especially when we talk about like, not, I forget if it was, was it them that were, that were like, we don't believe in generations? Or was it PlayStation that was like, we do believe in generations?
1: playstation said we do right yeah
0: either way xbox i don't think is I, 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 let's remove generations from it right i think it is the more so just the idea of yeah we want well we don't want to sell a box and i don't think I, I think activision blizzard is a like it's a piece of that and also part of like i guess it is like maybe the core piece of that right like it's such a big purchase that like you know i think that is going to influence a lot of their strategy but i think they already had this in mind before even activision i think if they didn't if the Activision Blizzard purchase didn't go through, I think it would still be in the same place.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, I feel like the Activision thing is protection's a weird word, but it's uh hedging your bets a bit where going back to my Sega um, comparison earlier, it's like, it's not just Sonic the Hedgehog from the nineties. It's call of duty. And I feel like mm-hmm. that gives you a level of guaranteed success. And it's just a question of, how are you going to make money, and are you making the right bet to make the most money? Mm. It's not a question of is it going to work; it's going to sell.
0: Uh, Super bright writes in and says, "Do you think Xbox could be getting into the uh, can be, could be getting the impression that Game Pass is close to market saturation on PC and Xbox, and this is the only way to grow?" I do think it's interesting because we've talked about this before. I, I, I think it was on PS I Love You years and years ago. Now that I was talking about how I think Xbox so badly would want. Xbox Game Pass to be on PlayStation, right? And I still stand by that, but I, I think I was convinced that it was going to happen. I was convinced that that was the strategy and buying Call of Duty and Bethesda mm-hmm. would force PlayStation's hand into letting Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation. Obviously, that's not the case now, um, but I think that, that, that would have been higher on the priority list. I think the, like, them not being able to make that happen, I think this is the next step of, all right, just put the games on PlayStation then or put the games on Nintendo Switch as opposed to actually putting Game Pass on
1: there yeah 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 the only way to grow no but it's a way to grow and i do think that again game pass was a a major domino if not the first domino but like i think the biggest domino yet Mm -hmm. to to fall of what direction xbox is going in because it's a different business strategy money's made a different way games are made a different way yeah and we are now dealing with the ramifications of that and and i say this all the time you just you can't put The water back in the bottle if it spills. And the moment you make these decisions, they add up on each other. And that's where we get where we're at now. They need to find a way for Game Pass to make money. And if Game Pass is stagnating, they have a major fucking problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, We got another one from Side of Fries who says, or actually, let's start off with Street Shadow who says, uh, Marathon is already multi plat and coming to Xbox appreciate that you didn't have to pay us for that one you could just put that in your wrong actually but hey i still appreciate the two bucks either way uh and then Sadafry says for third parties do they question do they question putting games on xbox because even microsoft doesn't seem to believe uh in their own systems see i mean
1: multi plaque games no you want your games anywhere that they can be because that's an audience that could either buy it outright and make more money or get a deal to have it on game pass and get fucking cash money yeah. <laughs> from, from xbox right it it's We're going to be talking about this a lot i'm sure over the the coming weeks if not more but it is interesting to look at the third party exclusive strategy over the last couple generations and how back in the day it mattered a lot more that a final fantasy was exclusive on nintendo that meant that sega genesis didn't have that right as you continue going on through the the generations to where we're at now there was that generation uh pretty much the 360 generation where it felt like the majority of third-party games were multi-platform. It, it was more rare that there was like a, like Final Fantasy Thirteen was everywhere, you yeah. know? And now to to get where we're at, like some of the bigger third-party exclusive decisions we've seen from anyone is Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox, which they ended up going back on, and that felt like a major fumble. It was a wrong time, wrong place move, right? We've yep. talked about that a lot. But now you look at it and what are the biggest ones? It's Square and their Final Fantasy games with... PlayStation of both Final Fantasy 7 remake trilogy so far at least two out of three and 16 those are huge 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 games Xbox doesn't have that yeah and it does that strategy make sense how I don't know there's just there's a lot to think about there of like where what is a third party yeah, At a certain point.
0: The, I, I mean I don't agree with the tone of the right of the right and right talking about Xbox. Microsoft doesn't seem to believe in their own systems, and we've already talked about that, right? Like I do think that this is still. I, I think that there is validity in the strategy change, right? But to the question of uh, third parties, I I mean, yeah, but also I could see if the landscape changes dramatically, where it is Xbox consoles aren't selling as much, right? Like say the PlayStation Six sells 80 million and the next xbox consoles in the total sell 15 million yeah do third yeah do third parties go oh yeah let's keep developing and putting our games on uh, on xbox without like some kind of game pass deal or game pass like hook to it i think that's a fascinating idea
1: so that is fascinating but the fact of the matter is more so than ever these are just a bunch of computers mm-hmm. and games are being developed on computers to be played on computers so i just feel like there's going to be a congealing point that there is more similarity than there's ever been between everyone we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, it's like, what's it really matter? Yeah. You know, you're already developing, developing your game to make sure that it can run on Steam or whatever. Yeah. So why not also just add another skew if Microsoft's going to be as open a platform as they've tended to be. In the
0: I think they would have to be a very, like, I think you would have to commit to Xbox's being very easy to develop for like being essentially like yeah we're making windows pcs that are straight up xboxes now
1: that's what they do right
0: yeah but there's still i I still feel like there's a level maybe i'm thinking more about playstation right but i feel like playstation yeah there's a level of of indies especially being like "Ah, we're just gonna put this on switch and pc for now because trying to uh, port to different platforms is always a hassle and like yeah i think part of it is like the difficulty developments parts of it can be certification parts of it can be like you know again how much is this going to sell is this worth putting in the work if this is going to sell 500,000 on this platform because not enough people own the consoles or whatever, right? And then we talk about Game Pass and the ease of putting something on Game Pass, right? Is Game Pass always going to be a thing that has as many deals happening as it has, right? Or after, let's say, three to four years from now, is Game Pass going to be a bit more picky choosy about the games they include? Because it is, hey, we got to fund this thing. Like, we got to make sure that we have enough money to support this thing, and that's going to hinge on a lot of our Xbox Game Studio stuff or Bethesda stuff, right? I think that is a lot of the conversations they're probably already having internally and for us as audiences, we a wait and see. I think Xbox already has an idea though, of like what that's going to look like. I don't think think Phil and the team are dumb business-wise, right? Like I think they know what they're doing. And I think those questions for them are probably already answered to some extent of, hey, if this happens, then we got this, right? And I think in terms of third-party stuff, now i don't think you have to worry about it i think you have to worry about it the next generation but currently people already have xbox series x's people are already playing on these things and for the next gen if there is a a next gen of xbox it is going to be about proliferation and making making sure people have ways to get in the ecosystem and with that like i don't know like xbox game pass is just going to have to have bangers i guess i don't know yeah uh let's see we got another one I mean, we we got one from Aaron made made you laugh this says are the le- are the leaked next Xbox consoles still coming out? I assume you're talking about the spherical or c- c- <laughs> cylinder uh, uh console, like the Pro version of the Xbox Series X. I I'll assume yes. I don't know, I don't know how this would take away from that.
1: I, 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 to me, it goes back to a lot of that stuff was from the legal documents. I feel like so much of this is up in the air, where sure. things were exposed that may have never actually seen the light of day. Like people are there's R and D going into things every which way. I Do I think we're going to get a PS5 Pro? Yes. Do I think we're going to get an Xbox Series Z or whatever, like a pro version? I'm a little more up in the air on that. I do think, I think that we'll, I think we'll get more SKUs of Xboxes, but I think that they're going to be uh, more accessible, not more powerful. Um,
0: Spherical. Spherical. I think we're going to get the power. I think especially if PlayStation does the PS5 Pro, like from the leaked documents, Mm -hmm. obviously, which you can't, again, you have to take with a big grain of salt. I think what we talk about with DLSS and like AI upscaling and stuff is the future slash natural progression of it, and I think Xbox is going to want in on that because if PlayStation and other hardwares, if other hardware are leaning into that, then you want to follow that. And I think, yeah. especially if we're about to enter that in the next one or two years,
1: I think you want to be there alongside it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think there's going to be a lot of skews. I think that it's yeah. just going to be like there's not. I mean, even already, it's kind of weird to talk about what is what is the xbox this generation in terms of what is the box because you look at the sales numbers of the series s compared to the series x and it's mm. not like oh man that's that's true the one you know yeah. so i think we're already in this uh interesting place with xbox as a hardware
0: uh oh okay we're gonna to do do only one or two more i'm gonna bring in this one from okay well that's not a super chat that's a membership even though i like that question um I'll take this one. I like it. Uh, Skittle Monster says, "Did anybody at KF watch the Lasses Part Two doc?" I specifically want to give a shout out to the art director who had to pretend to go feral and feast on a bloody corpse. Uh, it was a it was a wet rag with fake blood. I've not gone to watch it yet, and yeah. I really want to.
1: I, I I skimmed around it a little bit. And I'm like, goddamn, dude, it's really good. Yeah. Really high quality. I can't wait to to watch it all. It just sucks because I want to watch it with Gia. I feel like she'd really appreciate the documentary side. Mm-hmm. But she needs to wait for HBO <laughs> last of a season oh, too. You know what I mean? I yeah. Gotta do
0: that to her. Damn. I saw so like I watched the very ending because of the news story you talked about earlier with Neil that happened like right before the credits. And so I watched that for the show. Um, and then I saw I mean I'm not watched the clip because it's a very sad clip and I want to see it in context of the full thing. But I saw Laura Bailey talking about uh the reaction she got as Abby and like the abuse and threats and all this shit. And like, goddamn, we need to treat people better. Period. I also, like, and like that made me very sad over the weekend to, like, see, like, well, you know, um, that and then, like, a lot of people talking about how, damn, they, like, really did horrible things uh, uh, to her, like, the with the way the internet reacted to that. This morning, I also saw, like, a developer from Suicide Squad tweet out, like, they tweeted this days ago, right, but it was them talking about how, oh, man, I'm in the credits for this game or whatever, right, and they're like, um, I forget what their role was, but they're on the narrative team, essentially, like, not a lead, but, like, Somebody, there was somebody on the narrative team. And I guess somebody had quote tweeted it or something because the replies were just fucking like people tearing her apart of like, oh, you did this, all this shit. Oh, man, this sucks because of you. And I'm like, what's wrong with people? Uh, it was really disheartening to see because I'm like, first of all, that person that you're mad at didn't like, they didn't write the overall narrative of the game. Like, they're just on the team secondly you don't treat anybody that way right yeah. like even if they were the lead director like even if they were responsible for the full narrative like sure you don't have to like the story but leave people alone right like it's not their like it's it, it, it's not on them and even like you just got to treat people better it's a video game uh and yeah like i was very i was very bummed out to see the lore bailey thing then, then that followed by what i saw this morning of that person's replies be better Come to on, people man. like yeah. they're just doing their job for reals I'll speak it to me because I'm doing my job, right? Yeah, so if you're, mad, bless, if you're mad, if you're mad at what I'm saying here, what Tim's been saying here about talking about PlayStation, Xbox, all this shit, shit, let's be friends. D- you know? Just tweet it at Game Over, Greg. Tweet it at uh, yeah. Let tweet let at Game Over, Greg. He's, let Greg deal with it. He's the one who's shitting on PC players. We love. <laughs> he's the problem. <laughs> he's the problem. We love y'all PC people. <laughs> Dead yeah. boys, baby. Oh my God, I can't wait to get back get back to my Steam up. deck. Uh, that's been your YouTube super chat section. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily but before we get there we have a segment called you're wrong that i almost forgot about of course you're right in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe globe globe, globe. uh banner Sense says tim sonic adventure 2 is on steam
1: and is playable on the deck huh i searched for it in the store i'm still learning everybody yeah uh, your,
2: your search function on the steam deck because i imagine you're you're pulling up the store on steam deck proper yeah um you might have like verified only uh as like the oh. games that are popping up if you deselect that you'll be able to see like yeah, playable and like other stuff
1: so <laughs> oh, yeah. tim's in trouble <laughs> I don't tonight need this right now man <laughs> fucking that's exciting
0: yeah uh i mean some gamer critic writes in and says the ps3 actually won the xbox 360 versus ps3 fight which rolled into the ps4 generation yeah but like during the generation xbox won. it was like it was like at the end slash after where ps3 finally caught up
1: but you're right you're definitely right um uh, i just think that's important to note how stupid the concept of winning and losing all this stuff is because (laughs) what did it win what did it lose i don't really know (laughs) it won tim (laughs) it
0: just won you know yeah uh anon says marathon is already confirmed uh to xbox the launch trailer is even hosted on the xbox youtube channel so there you go i don't think i realized that but that's pretty neat be cool uh banner says jason did the report on uncharted 1 remake flash last was remake i nailed that shit you know listen i'd be paying attention when i read these news stories because i remember i remember talking about that on kfg Um. Uh, Dalton says it was the other way around. You used to need Xbox Live to play Fortnite, but didn't need a PS Plus. Okay, so yeah, never mind. I was wrong about that. That's a good you're wrong.
2: I think more of the hubbub on the PlayStation side years ago. Bless was the cross play stuff.
0: Oh yeah, that was a big thing. And then I got this one from Stead, who writes in and says Nintendo have announced the director to 2 p.m. PT tomorrow. Stead, I need you to know that you got got. Alright, I saw somebody retweet this too. It's from last year. Damn. There's
1: no Nintendo Direct happening in Mar. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Having right said there. that. Yeah. Where is it? It's coming either this week or next week. That's what everyone's saying. But who's everyone? Jeff Grubb. Can we trust him? Great question. I think so though.
2: That man lives in Ohio. You can't trust people from Ohio. You
1: know? Also though, I mean it just makes sense. It, yeah. it would be it's surprising February. if they didn't do one in the next two weeks. And yeah, like,
0: I think like, every single week thing that's happened in the last, like, month, at least about the state of play, came to fruition. And so, yeah, I very much believe a, a, a direct is coming. Yeah. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, watch record them live, and get a daily exclusive
1: show. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.